From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Friday, July 1st. I'm Sarah Wright. Fort Bragg bid farewell to Police Chief John Nolte and Interim City Manager David Sparr this week. At Monday's City Council meeting, the Council also passed a 22-23 budget with the assurance that it can be amended as labor negotiations proceed. The City Labor Union, SEIU Local 1021, is advocating for a 5% COLA, or cost of living increase, but the City has budgeted 3%. Union leaders also argued that the compensation and comparison study was not realistic, as Fort Bragg was compared to Lakeport, where the cost of living is much lower. Nolte and Spar came out of retirement to serve as heads of the police force and the city. As public servants, they received CalPERS benefits, which would be reduced if they worked more than 960 hours after retirement. But while the city is facing what could be a lengthy recruitment for a new city manager, a new police chief is expected to start work later this month on July 25th. According to a city press release, Neil Cervenka is a veteran of the Air Force and the Turlock Police Department. Cervenka's salary and benefits will be $110,000 a year. Council members credited Nalti with improving the culture at the police department and highlighted the grim day when he traded gunfire with the man who killed Sheriff's Deputy Ricky Del Fiorentino in 2014. Nalti said he expects the new chief to improve the department further by focusing on training and technology. You know, it's just going to flourish even more. I mean, we're fortunate in Mendocino County to be fully staffed. One of the few departments, I mean, some departments don't even have a chief anymore, you know, and some people barely have enough officers to cover all the shifts, but we're one of the fortunate few. So it's thanks for, to you guys for listening to me and the investment that you've placed into these people. So it's, it's, you guys deserve a lot of credit. The new fiscal year starts today, and the council approved a $38.1 million budget. That's a $740,000 decrease from last year, mostly because of upgrades to the wastewater treatment facility and the water meter replacement project. However, the budget for salaries and wages increased by $744,000 to include packages for high-paying positions like police chief and city manager, as well as two social services workers and an engineering technician. Public Works consumes about 12% of the budget, coming in third after general government at 19% and police at 35%. According to the city budget document, the police department received grants that offset the budget and worked with other agencies on a community policing model that helped provide services to people suffering from homelessness and mental illness. Assistant Director of Finance Isaac Whippy told the council the city has a surplus of $175,000 with a projected $3.4 million general fund balance for the upcoming fiscal year. But he warned that a widely predicted recession could knock out the city's strong TOT and sales tax revenue. We could see a decline in our tax revenues, particularly sales tax, by um, 15, to, uh, sorry, by 10 to 15 percent, and similarly for um, a TOT taxes. Um, so, if if a recession were to happen in 23-24, we would see a decline in fund balance by 510,000, um, and in 24-25 um, would be the the slow recovery from the, that um, recession. The approved budget includes the 3% COLA increase for most city workers, but Assistant City Manager Sarah McCormick's salary is going up by about $5,000. Outgoing Interim City Manager David Sparr summarized the budget implication. The proposed change in this item 5G authorizes an annual salary for the position of Assistant City Manager up to the amount of $120,972.80. There will be some salary savings from not having a city manager for a period of time as um, this week will be my last week. 
John Ford of Humboldt County had accepted the city manager position but asked to be released from his contract earlier this month, citing family reasons. In a brief interview, Councilmember Lindy Peters explained that Spar had served Fort Bragg at $76 an hour for the 960 hours allowed by CalPERS. Peters said now the city is facing a choice. The city can look for another manager through a recruiting agency, which could leave the council trying to hire someone right after the election when there might be brand new council members. He said the city could also mount its own recruitment efforts or work its connections through the League of California Cities to try and find another retired city manager who could give Fort Bragg another 960 hours. Meanwhile, city workers lined up during public comment to petition for a higher COLA. Mar Larson said his reduced earnings would have an impact on the city's finances as a whole. What you're doing is everywhere that I shop downtown, they're not going to get the money. You're not penalizing me. I'm going to go online. I'm going to go over the hill. I'm going wherever it's cheaper to buy something. So you know what that means here? Less tax dollars. Less for you when you make that decision. Vice Mayor Jessica Morsell-Hay said approving the budget was awkward while the city is in negotiations with the union, but Spar and Whippy assured the council that they could adopt the budget and retroactively award workers a higher COLA if that's the final result of negotiations. In a final fiscal decision, the council voted unanimously to approve a resolution granting a three-year waiver of water and wastewater capacity fees for restaurants, cafes, and food service businesses in the Central Business District. According to a staff report, the fees can be as high as $50,000 for a restaurant moving into a location that has not been used for that purpose before. Staff analysis calculated that the fiscal impact for waiving the fees could add up to more than $120,000 over the three years, but that it could be balanced out by sales tax from the new businesses with ongoing positive revenue. The city already allows businesses to request a waiver, but in order for it to be granted, it must pass the test of being a public benefit. Councilmember Tess Albin-Smith asked that that proviso be spelled out in an upcoming resolution waiving the capacity fees for the rest of the city. Morsel Hay summed up the feeling on the council. You know, for years we've talked about how to be business friendly, and I think right here we're actually accomplishing it for once. So thank you. <laughs> for KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.